Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Today I'm going to be talking about love and specifically to love again. Some of us forgot how to love. Paul says it so beautifully in his letter to the Ephesians. He says, Be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Today we're going to be talking about how to love again. But to love again, you have to refined love, and then become unblocked so you can love again. We're going to be talking about it, so fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Stronger Than the World. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. I want to read you a little quote that I found uh, quite beautiful early in the morning yesterday as I began my day. Here it is. The alternative to resentment is desiring anew to love. No more is necessary than to live each moment with grace, placing fairness first because of our respect for what is right and because we were truly sorry for having fallen into temptation. The alternative to resentment is desiring anew to love. I would like to make you aware of something you already know because you have experienced it in your life. You know that there are moments when you are angry at someone or you experience resentment towards someone, or you're becoming irritated at someone, and all of a sudden something awakens you to love. Maybe you're angry at your child, you were angry at your child, and then you saw a little tear in her eye, and that little tear awakened you to love. Maybe you were irritated at your partner, but then you saw how she was working. You saw her hands making something or fixing something, and you were touched. Maybe you were a teacher, and you were just about to give somebody a hard time for not doing their homework or something, and then you saw in their face that they were unhappy. Probably something had been happening at home, and it interfered with their ability to do their work. You saw some little thing and it awakened you to love. And in that instant, resentment melted away, anger and impatience melted away. And then you responded with something that was good and sweet. So, I think I made my point. Do I have to say any more? I could just stop, turn the microphone off, and you could go about your life and ponder what I just said, because it's so important. But alternatively, some of you have had moments when you were angry at someone or you were impatient with someone, you were talking with someone in some little disagreement, and there was a moment when your heart could have softened, but instead you hardened your heart and you doubled down. There was some kind of a pride there 
a stubborn pride that wouldn't let you be sorry. It wouldn't let you be sweet. It wouldn't let you be kind. It wouldn't let you forgive. And you couldn't, you couldn't bring yourself to what would have transformed the moment into a beautiful moment. So that's something else we can think about. Just what is that pride? What is that pride that hardens your heart? Where did it come from? When you were a little child, you didn't have that, but it somehow got into you, didn't it? Let's take a little break. And when I come back, I want to share something with you that will help you begin to love again. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, a breath of fresh air on the radio. Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you too can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. I want to tell you something now that may be of great help to some of you. A lot of you have a grudge against your dad. He was a decent guy, maybe, but he somehow failed you. He wasn't stronger than the world. Everything else was stronger and more clever, and your dad let a lot of things happen. And you wanted your dad to be stronger than the world, but he wasn't. Yeah, maybe he got angry. Maybe he was physically strong, but somehow the world was stronger than him. And your mom needed love. She needed some special kind of love, and he didn't have it, and she resented him because he failed her in that way also. Or maybe your dad went away, divorced your mom, and married some other woman or something, and you have a grudge against him for that. In some way, he wasn't there for you, and you resent him for that. Well, here's what I'd like you to do. I would like you to see that, yeah, your dad did fail. Probably he failed big time. Even if he was a decent guy and he was always home and he didn't do anything really bad, he didn't drink or gamble or anything, he didn't chase other women or anything, but somehow he failed you. I want you. I want you to now see that when he was a little boy, somebody did a number on him. Somebody wasn't there for him. Somehow, he too had a grudge maybe against his dad or his mom or other people or teachers or someone. And he failed to become what he could have been. Your dad could have been a prince. 
when you were a little child, didn't you want your mom and dad, you wanted your mom to be a princess and you wanted your dad to be a prince. But they weren't. And so that's the tragedy. That's the tragedy of everyone's life. We could have been a prince or a princess. And instead, we failed. And yeah, we compensated. Yeah, we compensated with work or with money or with clever words or going around rushing and doing good. And we, we compensated in some way, but it was a compensation. So why, how, why did we fail to flower as the prince or princess we could have been? What happened to, you, to all of us, including your dad and your mom, incidentally? Well, what happened was that when he was a little kid, he resented his dad. He resented his mom. And resentment has the very unhappy consequence of cutting us off from love. It cuts us off from the ground from which we could have flowered. See, the ground from which you could have flowered is how you would have grown to be what the good Lord intended you to be. See, Christ, it said that through all the things he went through, he learned obedience. He flowered and became what his father wanted him to be, hoped he would be. And Christ never failed. He never resented anyone. He did never had a grudge against anyone. He never harbored ill will against anyone. He never wanted to get even with anyone. He never hated somebody because they were smarter than him or more clever than him or prettier than him or more handsome than him. And he loved his mom and dad, and he loved the Heavenly Father. And so he grew to be the noble person that he was meant to be. Well, what happened to your dad? We're getting back to your dad now. Is that something happened to him? He got angry and he became resentful and he was cut off from the ground from which he could have flowered, so he, he never became what he could have been. So now I want you to see that your dad, having been cut off from the source of love, didn't have love to give. And worse than that, see, where does love come from? It comes from that sor from source. See, it comes from God. That's where love comes from, and it comes through us. But when we're cut off from it, we can't express love. We can, we can pretend to have love, and we can be nice to other people, and we can feel sorry for them, and we can do things for them, sure. But the, the, asp, the thing that comes from God is not there because we're cut off from it. Now, how do you get cut off from God's love? We're coming full circle. It's by resenting. And there's no, more, there's no resentment that is worse than resenting your parents, especially your dad. So, because it, if you resent your earthly father, then you cannot find your heavenly father. It's that simple. So, 
Let go of your grudge against him. See that he was a victim. Now, again, I want to bring you back to the situation that I mentioned earlier, that you have experienced, where you were having an argument with someone or a little disagreement or someone was irritating you or something like that. And there was a moment when you could have softened your heart, when you could have said, hey, forget it, or where you could have said, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I apologize. But instead, your heart was hardened, and you doubled down on your anger and your resentment and judging them and blaming them. What made you double down? What made, what hardened your heart? What prevented you from loving? It was pride. Now, where did that pride come from? I'll tell you where it came from. It probably came from someone near you who you hated. And it got in. See, it, it got in when you hated. Look, it's so simple. And the Garden of Eden story is repeated over and over again in a, in a million, million variations, but it's always the same theme. We are tempted to do something wrong, and then the outside gets on the inside. So, what do you think that resentment is? It's something wrong. It's a little bit of hate. It's a little bit of judgment. It's a forbidden act. That's right. Maybe you never thought of it that way. You thought of Adam eating the forbidden food, and you think, well, that's a cute story. Or you think of somebody taking drugs, or somebody goes and steals something, and you say, well, that's definitely wrong. But I tell you, truly, that resentment, resentment is a forbidden act. Because when you resent another person, when you hate another person, you're hating you're hating someone created in the image and likeness of God. Sure, maybe they're hateable. Maybe they failed you. But don't hate them. See the wrong. See their error. But don't hate them. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. You can partner with Roland to help him stay on this station. My dad buys airtime, and so he relies on your financial support. You'll be helping us help others. Find out more at SheddingShackles.com Welcome back. I'm Roland. I'm your host for Shedding Shackles. We're talking about how to learn to love again. So. We're not to hate other people. We're not to resent other people. Sure, maybe they're hateable. Maybe they failed you. But don't hate them. See the wrong. See their error. But don't hate them. Let it go. Forgive your poor old dad. Like I've said so many times, the world was too much for him. And he lost it when he was a little boy. Forgive your mom. Nobody ever had love for her, true love for her. So forgive. Let it go. Let go of your grudge against your parents. And then you can receive God's love, the love from the Father. It will 
well up inside you. And it'll be, let me tell you how it might start. It might start in one of those little moments I talked about earlier. Remember, I gave the example of a parent, and she's about ready to give her child a hard time for not doing her homework or something, and then all of a sudden she sees a little tear in her child's eye. Or she sees her child's little hands wringing each other. Or she sees a little picture that that her child was working on. She sees the little pencil in her hand or the little crayon in her hand. It is so sweet. And in that moment, your heart softens. See? Well, it'll be a moment like that where you just suddenly realize, yeah, I hated my mom. And then you're sorry. Or you hated your dad. He wasn't there for you. He was angry all the time. You wanted to get close to him, but he wouldn't let you. Now, I want you to understand also something I, which I forgot to mention. Remember I said that, that there are some moments that are not so good when you could be sorry, when you, you could relent, when you could soften your heart, but instead you hardened your heart or your heart was hardened by pride. Remember I said that? Well, I want you to see what, what, is it, what happened to your dad. A lot of... A lot of Kids say, my dad wasn't there for me. Yeah, he was there. He was watching television. He was at the dinner table. He made jokes once in a while. He was a, a lighthearted guy. He did things for you. He drove you places. And he was an, a decent guy, but something was missing. See? And then there were moments when you, 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 you needed his wisdom, you needed somehow something from him, and he didn't have it. He, he just couldn't bring it forth. Or some dads are real quiet. They don't say anything. You'd like your dad to talk to you, but he, he, he just wouldn't even talk to you. Something wouldn't let him talk to you. It wouldn't let him put his arm around you and give you a hug. It wouldn't let him. And what was it? It was pride. And now you know what that pride is. It wasn't even his pride. It was th the spirit that got into him when he was a little child and he resented and hated his parents. It was that spirit from the Garden of Eden, that spirit of pride. It got in, see? And where did it come from? It came from his mom or it came from his dad or who knows where it came from. But it got into him. And then it wouldn't let him be sorry. See? So somehow you have to find a way. Remember, Christ said, Take heart, for I have overcome the world. Christ, see, the love of Christ in that moment, that mystical moment when you're sitting there and you suddenly remember you hated your mom. And all of a sudden, your heart softens, and you're sorry about what you see. Now a little tear flows down your cheek, maybe a little sob. You're just sorry. You don't want to hate your mom anymore. You don't hate your dad anymore. You don't hate anybody anymore. Now love is entering. Love is entering. It's from Christ. And he 
can overcome that pride, that vicious pride that has prevented you from loving just the way it prevented your dad from loving. So forgive others. Don't resent them. Allow the love of God, the love of Christ to well up within you, and life will be sweet. A Meditation Moment with Jeremiah Trujillo Christ told us to not be anxious over what we will eat or wear, because, he said, consider the lilies of the field and the birds. God takes care of them, and how much more will he take care of you? Do you understand that there is a kingdom of heaven, a parallel dimension? You have been translated out of the kingdom of heaven into another world. It's nice that we have this beautiful world, but there is a way of existing where you can enjoy this world without falling into doubting and planning. You have fallen far away from the kingdom of heaven, and all you know is an animal state of planning and scheming, stumbling, and thinking over the mistakes you made, and looking for a way not to make any more mistakes. Where do you find God's kingdom? You find it within. By going through life, and observing things without getting caught up in them. Find more inspiration for your day at SheddingShackles.com The great French philosopher Blaise Pascal put it this way when he said, All of humanity's problems stem from a single cause, not knowing how to sit quietly in a room. Welcome back. We're talking about overcoming stress. And I'm going to take the little phrase that Blaise Pascal gave us, sitting quietly in a room. And better yet, I'm going to not only show you how to sit quietly in a room, but sit quietly in a room without being lost in negative thoughts and memories and worries and doubts and fears. So here we go. In this program, I'm introducing you to a little biofeedback exercise called hand warming. That's what you need to get. And what does it show you how to do? It shows you how to do a very simple little biofeedback exercise, which is called hand warming. Many of you have heard of it. Many of you have probably even practiced it at your workplace. Probably somebody taught it to you. And so it's very simple, it's very well known, but the way I teach it, I think it's the best. I want you to get that little exercise. You can get it in two ways. Number one, you can go to SheddingShackles.com, you'll see it, just click on it. You can watch it as a YouTube video, or you can listen to it as an MP3, and you can download the MP3 to your phone, or to your computer. Use it. It's very, very simple. You learn how to sit quietly and become aware of your hand. You learn to notice your hand, to be conscious of your hand, and pay attention to your hand. 
And as you direct your attention, your delicate awareness to your hand, your hand begins to tingle a little bit. It begins to feel a gentle tingling in it. Because when you direct your your gentle attention to it, it glows a little bit. It's happy to receive the attention. Your hand will feel a little warm, a little tingly. That's all you have to do. And then if you're sitting in your office quietly or you're laying in bed or you're sitting at your desk at home, you're sitting in your living room at home or you're sitting in a park on a bench somewhere where you're just sitting quietly, then you could also close your eyes. And that's actually better because then there aren't any outward distractions and you can pay more attention to your hand. So that's it. It's very simple, but you need to use the exercise. I just gave you a little idea of what it is right now on the air, but I want you to get the exercise. It's a completely free. There's nothing else that you need. You don't need anything else. You don't need to buy anything else or watch anything else or listen to anything else. All you need to do is then is practice that little exercise so that you get better and better and better at being aware of your hand until it tingles a little bit. And because it is a biofeedback exercise, you get better and better at it. As the days and weeks go by, you get so good at it that you can be out going for a walk and you are aware of your hand and it becomes warm and tingly. When you're sitting somewhere and there's a lot of things going on, you can at the same time be aware of your hand. You could be sitting in an office meeting and at the same time be aware of your hand as you're noticing what's going on at the office meeting. It centers you, it quiets you, it calms you, it gives you a sense of, se- of control, of self-control. It restores your dignity. And you know what? You know what? When you are calm and you're aware of your hand, then it's easier to pray. It's easier to read a little something in the Bible and realize what, something from what you read, to be inspired by something that you read. It's easier for you to be patient with your family. It's easier thus to express love, to receive love and express love. So you've got to get that little biofeedback exercise. I call it sitting quietly. I want you to get it so that you can begin to conquer stress. You can get it for yourself. You can share it with your family, share it with your friends. It's called sitting quietly. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. 
Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.